0: I am so happy right now. I wish that you guys could smell the air that I'm breathing in right now. I'm sitting on the balcony, it's 1130 at night. I'm looking out at my, there's like a green space behind me, and it was really windy today. So it's not as windy, it's calmed down, but there's like this breeze. I don't know if you can hear it. There it is. And it's like picking up earth and like, oh, it smells so good. And I'm looking at the moon and the moon is glowing because it's just tucked in behind those like thin clouds, like not thick clouds, but just like those like thin kind of I forgot what they were called, but I learned I learned about it probably in elementary school. It's like as if if you drew the moon and then you took like a a whitewash and kind of just like um, pulled your paintbrush across and it it looks like that, but like the glow of the moon is pushing through, and then there's a star or a planet glowing and like stars oh it's just absolutely beautiful right now like the temperature the humidity the breeze the moon i've got a candle lit beside me it's like it's kind of like a vanilla sandalwood candle and then chris my cat he's sitting in the chair next to me and the boys are asleep cozy safe I am very, very happy right now, but I don't, like, I I had a rough weekend, like, for, you know, like, Jesse had a surgery, and that was difficult, it was very, very stressful for everybody involved, I think, um, Andrew and I kind of, without, like, without telling anyone else's story, besides my own, I can definitely testify, however, that it was obvious that we were both very stressed out, and, um, which makes sense, you know? It's hard, it's hard to have, like, a child so vulnerable, and he's hanging in there, like, Jesse's, he had, like, a fever for a couple nights, and that was scary, but I know, like, a tonsillectomy, adenoidectomy, it takes a couple weeks for them to bounce back, so i just really trust like i trust jesse i remember when i was pregnant with him and i was in this endless labor it's called prodromal labor where you like where i felt like i was in labor oh i i was it, it felt like very real labor like low back ache and i was convinced each time like okay i'm in labor i'm in labor all the signs of labor were happening and then jesse's like nope i'm not ready and so when he was within me that's when I learned to trust him and it's interesting how it came out just kind of came into play the last couple days where um I'm just really trusting him so like he's drinking he's not eating and he's fevering but it's just like I can just tell that it's This is his body's way of responding to what he's been through. I remember one night, the first night after surgery, I woke up to him convulsing, like, shaking. And I've had a child, like, Freddie had a seizure with me, so I know what a seizure looks like. And it looked pretty, it looked similar to a seizure, but I knew that it wasn't a seizure, but I was still, like, uh, kind of on the fence. And just from his, it's just, like his body's way of metabolizing what he had gone through and like almost like almost like have you ever seen like ducks have a kerfuffle in the middle of a lake have you ever stopped to look like like look at a group of ducks and like they're so peaceful and you're like oh look at the ducks they are all like kind of floating around swimming and you kind of see a couple ducks stuck under the water and pop back up and like that's so cute but then one gets too close to the other and there's like a kerfuffle where you kind of hear like some cackling and like feathers and wings and then after the kerfuffle's over one of them or both of them they kind of like they flap their wings kind of like to shake up the energy of what just happened and I think that's just kind of what Jesse did in the middle of the night after going through all that stuff. It's interesting because I think we all kind of do that in our own way when we go through difficult times or have a hard day. It's like it doesn't it doesn't look like that. Like we often don't literally like stand there and like flap our arms out. But I think we all do it in this strange personal selective way you know? But yeah, so Jesse's doing better and I'm just really enjoying the peace and quiet right now. I lost a lot of work hours this weekend and kind of hurting for money, but my, my boss gave me a few hours back. So I, I threw a couple balls up in the air and juggled some stuff and, made it work. So I think I think I will survive to tell about it, to talk about it. Um There's other stuff that I wanted to talk about too, but like I literally feel, like I feel so peaceful right now and it's like, oh. I I do have a good story. Um okay, so I was cleaning this I I've spoken about this before in a podcast before. How One of my jobs is cleaning a real estate office and it's really, it's like a really, really fancy one where all the walls are made of glass and the toilets float, like, you know, those floating toilets. I don't know how that, I don't know how that works, but they like, they come out of the wall and they're not connected to the ground and they just float (laughs) and everything is like, you don't touch anything and everything turns on and it's amazing. So I clean I cleaned I cleaned that office today and a couple times that I've been there there's this female realtor and so far every time that I've kind of encountered her I have felt cold vibes like she's like disinterested, you know? And My insecurity tells me that she thinks that she's better than me, but I am, I was, like, I I was wrong, because today I opened the front door, and usually I turn the alarm off, but I didn't have to turn it off, so I knew someone was in there, so I poked my head around the corner, and she was sitting there with her laptop, and I was like, oh, hey, and she looked so disappointed, that I was there she's like well hi and I was like oh hi I'm just gonna clean here and she's like how long are you gonna be here for and I'm like "Oh, well, I'm scheduled for four hours and she, her whole body kind of slumped over like ah. and I get that like I get that it looked like it looked like she wanted to be there and just do some work by herself without hearing like a vacuum roaring behind her you know like I get it I totally get it and um I was like you know what I am going to work around you. And I said, I'm going to have my AirPods in. I'm going to be listening to a podcast and music. And I said, just pretend I'm not here. And I'm going to pretend that you're not here. Like, and I did it in a nice way. Like, I said it in a way that was like, we're in cahoots. Like, it's good. Like, we'll make this work. And it was kind of cool. So I spent three and a half hours ignoring her. And she spent three and a half hours ignoring me. And it was good. It's a pretty big office. And so, but at one point, um... I was in the bathroom cleaning the mirrors, and I heard her voice, and I hadn't heard her voice yet, and so I was like, oh, shoot, she's probably telling me something, like, oh, hey, I'm leaving now, or something like that. So, like, I, you know, I quickly popped out of the bathroom, and I'm like, yes, yeah, and then I look around the corner, and I notice, okay, she's not talking to me. She's on her phone, so I kind of did like this sheepish wave, like, "Oh, oops, sorry, sorry to interrupt you." And then I popped back in the bathroom and finished cleaning my stuff. And then I came out after, and she's like, kind of packing up her stuff. And I went into the kitchen to fill up my bucket, and I had my mop in my hand. And um, I was like, "Oh, shoot, sorry, like I didn't interrupt your phone call. I thought that I heard your voice, and I was worried that you know, like you were trying to get my attention." and She's like, "No, no, someone was calling me and." It was like this really weird phone call, and she kind of went into it a little for a little bit, and I was like, oh, okay, she's being very chatty, this is new, it's alright, whatever, and then she's like, yeah, um, it's kind of like my only action that I had today, she looked kind of disheartened about that, and I was like, because Andrew was a realtor, I kind of know the ins and outs, but like how hard it is to be a realtor like it's hard because you don't have this guaranteed income you don't get like a paycheck every two weeks, like you really have to work hard for it, and while you when you do get a paycheck, it's pretty big, but you can't it's not guaranteed you know like you really you have to like it's hard you have to pace yourself and so I just kind of empathized with her for a little bit. I'm like, yeah, no, that would be, you know, it's difficult to be a realtor. You don't have your guaranteed paycheck and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, most people don't like realtors. And I'm standing there. (laughs) I was like, uh, I said, no, you know, I hear you because I think like it would be very difficult to be a salesperson you know like anyone that deals with commissions a lot of people have like these opinions and they're very jaded about them like that would be hard and she's like and I guess just feeling like empathized with she kind of went further into it and she said yeah my mom my mom's embarrassed to tell people that her daughter is a realtor like she doesn't tell people that And I was like, okay, well now I'm your therapist and I'm standing here, (laughs) but no, I, um, I loved it. I loved, no, I didn't, I didn't love it, but I, I felt very honored to like hold this space with her. I'm standing there. I've got a mop in my hands. Okay. And I'm wearing a shirt with a hole in the shoulder. I am, I, I was like, you know what? she was humble with me. She was vulnerable with me. So I'm going to match her. Like, I'm I'm just going to meet her here, you know? So I was like, you know what? I'm going to tell you something the first time. Like I, I'm like, I have a degree. I have a university degree. I have five kids. I'm 42 years old. I'm cleaning. It's literally probably honestly the best job I've ever had, but definitely I had, I I struggled when I first came into this office, I was cleaning it and I thought, wow, like, it was humbling. And I said I had like this big kind of like lump in my throat and when I first came here and I'm like, I felt very insecure and very less than, like all these all these people that I'm cleaning for, they're sitting in these fancy chairs, in these fancy offices and they are very important and here I am cleaning for them. And then I said, it literally took me like a minute and a half. And then I realized I'm, I'm just, we're all the same. Like we're all human. We all feel insecure about what we're doing. You know, like I was like, I'm just, I'm helping people. And I was like, you're helping people. I'm helping you and you're helping other people. Like we're all in this together. And it was such a good moment. And then it's funny because I thought that she was so cold this whole time, but she wasn't. She was just feeling uncertain, you know. Like sometimes that comes across as cold, and so I said that to her, and then I was like, okay, well, I gotta keep like I I value my job and I want to do a good job, so I I just quickly like kept filling up my bucket with water and mopping the floor as I I kept moving. I'm like, I gotta keep cleaning, and she kind of called out to me when I walked away and she's like, you should be a life coach. (laughs) And I'm like, I should be a life coach. (laughs) I have five kids from two different dads and I'm holding a mop. You want me to be a life coach? (laughs) No, but it was, it was a, it was probably like, I don't know, my cold little heart feels like it's going to blow up. I heard her say that and I'm like, thank you. I was like, thank you that's like that's a really really kind thing to say and she goes yeah you know you should be like you should be a life coach she's like you have a lot of experience and you obviously know you know like the important things and I was like I don't know. <laughs> I might know the important things but do I actually follow through and do the right thing all the time no but it was just like a really, it was a very life affirming moment for me. And I wanted to share it, not because I want to brag. I just like, I want to, I want to encourage you guys because I know you guys all probably feel the same way as I do. Like, even if you make six figures, like sometimes you question what you're doing and it's maybe not the greatest, like, I don't know. I think we're just human, you know, like being human is like messy and we're insecure and we question ourselves and like all that stuff. And it just felt really good to like, just encourage, it felt really good to encourage somebody who I didn't think should need it. You know, it's like, she's wearing all these like fancy clothes and working in this fancy office and she's opening up to me. Like, why because she's human and she sees my humanness and we're like standing there together in that moment it was pretty cool so i was I just wanted to tell my story that's all what else did i tell you how beautiful the moon is i had this weekend was hard like i feel like I don't know, when I moved out and I left and started this whole divorce process, I was like, I guess all the adrenaline and stuff kept me going and it's had so much support and I still do, like I, I haven't, like I still, I, still have, I, f- I still feel a lot of love and support from friends and family, it's been really good. But that initial flood was like an, an adrenaline rush kind of, you know, and like now we have this court date I don't even know exactly what kind of court date it is. It's some sort of community court, something, something, something on September 21st, which is ironically Jake, my oldest son's 20th birthday. Um, and I'm hoping that, like, I just, like, I'm, I really want to move back I don't want. I don't like Abbotsford, but I want to move back to my kids. Like I don't get to see my kids. I don't get to see my older kids. Um, that part is very heartbreaking, and it's wearing me down. Um, I really miss them. I, I know that they hold this space for me, and they're very gracious and understanding of what I'm going through right now, and they know that I'm doing this for the big picture and i owe them i owe them so much for holding this space for me but man do i ever miss them uh, and it's hard being in an apartment you know like it's just hard um i know like i'm able to be very grateful and stay positive and i know that i'm strong i just i think that we're all kind of in this we're sharing this space right now where like through the this pandemic you know like in March we had this adrenaline rush of like okay we're gonna be in quarantine but we're doing this for like the sake of our lives and you know let's stay alive let's be in quarantine and then it gets old all of a sudden and then we're just kind of like okay here we go, like, what's the next phase, like, I just need, I need some sort of light, I need some sort of hope, I need to know that things are gonna be okay, like, that kind of thing, like, I do, like, I do know that deep down, and, um, I mean, if Andrew's listening, or any of his family members, like, fuck, I'm not giving up, and you're not wearing me down, (laughs) I have an army behind me, but, just like I'm human, you know. Like it's like, I I want what's right and want what's helpful for our kids. That's all I want. I just want our kids to be okay. I just, it, it just feels like very relatable to everyone else right now. Is this weird how like, this whole pandemic is kind of parallel to what I'm going through, where. I'm, I don't feel so alone because I know that everyone's kind of like in this limbo, like we're all just kind of waiting for the court date, quote unquote, you know, like what's going to happen next? What are, you know, are we going to, how is school in session going to be? Are we going to go backwards? Are we going to end up in lockdown again because the numbers go up? Are we going to be able to manage this? Like all those things, I feel very, um, I'm, just like I, it feels weird to say. Like I feel very lucky that I'm going through this divorce at the same time that the pandemic's going on because I feel less alone. But I obviously would not want us to go through a pandemic just to make me feel less alone. But it's it's working out that way, and it's it's kind of a strange situation. But I just feel like we're all kind of we're all in that like middle ground like this like murky limbo like okay well we had the adrenaline rush of there's this pandemic and like blah 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 and and then now we're like okay now what the fuck what the fuck are we supposed to do now? And we're like do we get wearing masks and we like it's so surreal we're looking around at everything and it's like, is this for real? And yet we still, we're like white knuckling routine. Like we want our kids to go back to school. We want like some sort of normalcy. And that's how I feel right now. It's like, Oh, but yeah, I like, I don't think it's going to happen. Like, I don't mean to be negative. I'm not a negative person. I'm a realist. Like I'm we're going to make the best of it and it's going to be okay. But like, I just don't think that this is going to pan out. Like, I don't think we can all go back to school go back to work and everything's going to be fine. I think it's probably going to be, we're going to go backwards, but oh yeah. And then just so you guys all know, um, Katie's, Katie's going back to school in person and I'm homeschooling Callum my whole entire life. You can ask anyone, any of my family members. I have poo-pooed homeschool. I have been, like, like, I would laugh. I'd be like... Oh my goodness. I, anyone that I ever met that homeschooled their kids would be like, I have no idea how you did that. You are amazing. I would, ne- you couldn't pay me. You couldn't put a gun to my head and tell me to homeschool. I wouldn't homeschool. I would always like joke and say like, if I had to homeschool my kids, I would end up in jail or somebody would die. But like, here I am. And it's so funny. Like I've, I think that any one of us whenever we say something like oh I could never or this is something that I could never do or like that's we're pretty much guaranteeing that we're gonna end up doing it so here I am in 2020 gonna homeschool my child so I've sent in the forms and we're all queued up for grade one homeschool So it's it's going to be a ride, but I do have, I have a lot of support. I mean, like Tracy, my sister is a teacher. She's an elementary school teacher. She's been a teacher for like 30 years almost. And she has so many resources and she's awesome. Like she's not just a teacher. She's like the best teacher that you could ever imagine. So we're good. And Callum is incredibly intelligent and it's going to be all right. Um, but I'm stressed out. Like, I'm nervous about it. But, like, the point is, is that we're all kind of, like, we're just getting thrown to this, like, brand new situation right now. And it's just, it feels like, it feels like we've already gone through like March, April, May, June, July, August and now it's September and we're just so worn down and then now we have to get thrown into this new situation and we're just all so tired so like I don't know it feels like I'm kind of happy that not happy but like I feel comfort knowing that I'm not alone so (laughs) I don't know how it helps you guys but certainly helps me anyway okay I'm blabbing on and on I'm gonna go to bed and I'm just gonna throw this podcast out there because why not I don't know how many other times I'm gonna have a chance to just talk by myself with all the boys around me screaming shit throwing things at me so I hope you guys will have a really good night and three cheers to September it's like it's kind of like a it's kind of like January isn't it like it feels like kind of a a new page like a brand new chapter so I hope that your your new chapter brings you hope and good sleeps fun times I don't know hope just brings you a lot of hope that's what I want okay love you guys Talk to you soon. Okay, bye.